listening to Skylight, the Skylight Books podcast. Skylight Books is a general interest bookstore in the Los Feliz neighborhood in Los Angeles. You can shop with us from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. or visit us online 24-7 at skylightbooks.com. Follow along at Skylight Books Instagram and Twitter. You can subscribe to the podcast on Podbean, iTunes, and Spotify. Thank you for listening, and now on to the episode. Hello, my beautiful and lovely listeners, and welcome to Skylit. This is the Skylight Books Podcast, and I'm your host, Lance Morgan. Today, I'm so, so excited to welcome Shukri Saeed Sal to talk about her new book, The Last Nomad, Coming of Age in the Somali Desert. Before we start, I just remind you that Skylight Books is now currently uh, fully open. The only thing that we ask is that you follow our, the current CDC mandates and be respectful of other people in the store, including our booksellers there. Yeah. We're also open, um, we also have our website available at www.skylightbooks.com to order books and pick them up at the bookstore. Shukri Saeed Sal was born in the Somali desert in 1992, she emigrated to North America after civil war broke out in her home country. She attended nursing school at Pacific Union College and graduated with honors. Although this is her first book, Saul has been storytelling since she could talk. From her grandmother and the nomadic community in which she was raised, she heard stories and learned of their power to entertain, teach, and transform. When she isn't writing or telling stories, she works as an infusion nurse. She lives in Sonoma County with her husband and three children. Shukri, I'm so excited to have you on. This is good. I'm so happy. Oh, Lance, that is wonderful. Thank you so much. It was nice listening and sitting back and just hearing you talk about it. That's beautiful, you know. No, I mean, you, I reading through that bio, I'm just like, wow, what a impressive person you are what i was saying we're earlier when we were introducing ourselves how intimidated i am by you just because you have such a rich and like powerful story one but you're just such a you're just such a a amazing person ordinary person and it's funny and i was telling you equally we're human at last Mm -hmm. And we all get nervous and we mm-hmm. all have is- issues and we all have good days and bad days. Yes. I, like I told you, Lance, I was like, oh my God, you know, I had a crazy week with work mm. and I, my sister's here with the kids. And it was like, oh my God, moment. And I honestly was like, um, was having migraines and mm-hmm. all, like, you know, I was like, and I was like very nervous and I'm like, I wonder who is going to interview me. Is it going to be easy? And then to hear you say that, actually, like I told you, I woke up this morning and I said, I'm going to set the energy right. I'm going to invite whoever is going to interview you know, with me and just for both of us to have a pleasant interview Mm -hmm. and to acknowledge we we can both be nervous. Mm -hmm. That's where we are. And then just seeing your lovely face and just, just, 
ah, it's just, I was like, oh my God, this is gonna be an amazing interview where ancestors are with us today. So this is gonna be lovely. Yeah. Oh my God. I feel like every listener right now is definitely smiling. They're, they're uh, just have, oh my God, I'm so, they're excited and I'm excited. So let's, oh. I just want to, I'm ready to hear you read. I'm ready for your reading that you have prepared yeah, for Yeah, I want to be honest and say I'm like a nervous reader, you know, uh, that's why we hired somebody to read like uh, when I, it's like, one of those people, you know, when you concentrate the steps of mm. walking, you end up falling, right? So. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna no, I mean, I mean, I you you have a beautiful voice, so I'm very excited to hear it. Yeah, thank you. So, um, th- I'm gonna read from the prologue. Okay, I am the last nomad. How can I be the last one? Nomad is, is still existing in that far away desert where I grew up. So, how can I make a, such a bold statement? What I'm really trying to say is. I am the last person in my direct line to have one sleep like that. And now I feel like the soul keeper of my family stories. As I sit here in my home in California, weaving my tale for you, the weight of that responsibility urges me on. All of my ancestors on both sides of my family were nomads. They traveled the East African desert in search of a grazing land for their livestock and the most precious resource of all, water. When they exhausted the land and the clouds disappeared from the horizon, their accumulated ancestral knowledge told them where to move next to find a greener pastures. They loaded their hats and belonging into their most obedient camels and herded their livestock to a new home. My nomadic family was at the mercy of the weather. At At the end of July, at the long dry season, when the clouds finally rumble with rain, we look up the sky with renewed hope. As the desert quench its thirsty, the red earth crackled back to life. Responsibility is adults welcome the rain with drums, singing and dancing. Children get fat and healthy, sitting around the fire at night. They soak in the folk tales and poems passed down from generations to generation. But despite the renewed abundance of food, we knew we had to preserve, preserve some of it for the dry season to follow. Sometimes the drought hit harder than usual, killing both livestock and people. Bones and twigs soon litter the train where goats and sheep went happily grazed. In those times, my ancestors see singing under the moon, their drums harden, and they long for good news. Children no longer heard stories by the fire, and an old poet would bellow to the desert, voicing his agony. He will speak of a dying land, taking his precious camels. His mournful poem will then travel through time and across borders to remedy the pain of his people for years to come. My three children raised in California know nothing of the nomadic life except from the stories I have shared. As I sit here now in my comfortable suburban home, listening to my teenager son excitedly tell me about his favorite YouTuber, I am reminded acutely of the void between my past and my present. I speak of a world in which he has little understanding. 
an old African proverb says, when an elder dies, a library is born. I'm not an older, and I'm not an older, but I do feel a portal between two worlds. I am the last person in my immediate family who hold this particular library of knowledge. As the years pass, the sense of urgency I feel about sharing my experience with my children and the world grows. In my imagination, I have shared my story with each of you many times as we gather under a clear black sky, its shiny stars guiding my ancestral wisdom. I have imagined you leaning in, you leaning into me as if I brought the news of a water of a drought. After a drought, I have poured us more tea, for I knew it was going to be a long night under a luminous moon. I wanted to get this tale of mine right. The fire between us has crackled with excitement, as if to notch my story along. But now it's no longer enough for me to just imagine telling you my story. I feel the need to bring you all to the fire and to my world. Wow, I know you said you were nervous to do that reading, but like, I just, I, I want you to know, like, there's just, to hear you read that, if, and it's your voice, it's your voice to say, it just, it felt, I felt the magic in it, the, the, oh, the beauty and like your own truth there. Thank and you I just, so much. You know, and the words are just so beautiful. Oh, oh, thank you so much. I have, you know, I was going to mention this and we don't have to maybe record, but I want to really tell the readers um, that each chapter starts with a Somali proverb, okay? Mm -hmm. And it is translated by my brother, mm -hmm. who passed away this April. I'm so He's sorry. He's my younger brother and I'm sorry. I loved him so much. His story you read, he was all over. And I was the sister who chased him every hole, everywhere, who tried to carry his trouble with him. If only love could save him. But in the end, I lost my brilliant brother to alcoholism and he died on the streets of Edmonton. I'm so that sorry. The hardest pain any sister has to endure. But the reason I wanted to read, um, to tell people is my brother was brilliant and he was the only one who was able to uh, translate um, what we call the Somali Sugan which mm -hmm. is the Somali literature, right? Mm -hmm. Because he had a deep understanding, both Somali literature and both, and I mean, you know, English literature. Mm -hmm. he, he will call every summer, the summer of Russian literature, the summer of Spanish literature, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So I have a hole in my heart. So in this, um, um, in this, um, chapter um i'm not gonna read much about it it's mm -hmm. the first chapter but i just wanna say a little bit um 
read it and just tell people how the words go together. Let them yes. hear Somali proverb, okay? Mm -hmm. Okay. So it says here, chapter one, nomads. Alongside with me, mother gave birth to an indomitable will. Somali proverb trans translated by G. Wilwal, which was his artist name. And this um, one starts uh, quickly. I, I ran as fast as my skinny little six-year-old leg could carry me. My heart bounded in my ears and twigs snap underneath as my feet skimmed the scorching desert. Before me, I saw nothing but fast open land littered with rain-starved trees. The hot East African sun played tricks on my eyes, shimmering and dancing on the horizon. A glimmer of hope erupted as I glimpsed my Ayeus had through this mirage. Would I make it to my grandmother's before I was torn to pieces? I was afraid my body was already too tired. My Ayeus warning echoed in my ears even more loudly than my beating heart. Leave those war hogs alone if you want to live. An hour, ago, an hour before, I had been the one in power. When I spotted the herd grazing nearby, I had an urge to chase them, but they broke into a trot, fleeing with their tails up in the air and their young trailing behind. Encouraged, I followed, throwing stones and twigs at them. Warhogs were ugly, useless creatures anyway. We never ate their meat, even if we were starving. My Ayeyo told me, my Ayeyo told me warhogs will run from me until they reach their home, but then will fight back viciously. I want to obey her, but I was also determined to test that theory myself. Would they really turn vicious? I felt elated to see them scared of little me. I continued my assault, targeting the small one falling behind. Mother Warhog warned me against bothering her young, sometimes circling back to intimidate me. But the whole herd was now running, two by two, away from me. I did it. I did it. I won. And I'm going to leave it there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, what a, what, a, <laughs> what a great story, too. I mean, I just, I think that you just, I want to ask you to start off our conversation. Yes. I want to ask how it must feel to, you know, bear so much of your story, your history, yourself on the page in the story, because I read it and I just thought, wow, what a, what, what a brave thing to do. What a courageous thing to do. And like, and especially to like, when you, you're, you're, I, I, I imagine that you shared your story to your family and your children and your yeah. loved ones, yeah. but like, this is, I, is it, it's different when it's on page, right? When it's on. Oh my God, it, it's different. First, I, I wanna really Lance Morgan, I want to thank you. I don't know if I say that. I want to thank you that I am here with you. The two of us can oh. see each other. And, and I, you. I, you are the one. I wanted to thank Skylight um, Bookstore 
Mm -hmm. I think bookstores are Thank you. It is recording, but you know, I, um, so books, of course, Skylight is a reason why I want to to thank you because I really think what you guys are doing, getting book the, books out there, and I really connected with so many book funders, and I'm so, I mean, you know, I'm at all oh, how amazing how many booksellers that are out there, small booksellers. And I love going into them and just getting nice book that not every, all the other books have. And every mm -hmm. bookstores, all of those unique bookstores like, like you guys have, just have a uniqueness to them. And I just love, that's why I really want to visit. Um, I can't wait for us to meet in Los yes. Angeles when I can. Yes. Is it a recording or a FaceTimes too? Is no, no, no. It's just our voice. So okay, that's good uh, because then I <laughs> and the tears of my brother so I smushed my. So then I don't. Oh. I, I can be less self-conscious because uh, it's raw when you cry, your brother. So I couldn't help but that. But but so you were asking me, um, Lance. Uh, the, the, you were saying kind of being brave and what, what being brave to like you know bear your soul on the page and you know write stuff that maybe your loved ones and I, and I imagine that you tell them you've told them a lot of your past and your history but you know this is on page it's different your stuff that you don't even remember gets brought up sometimes on page oh yeah it was really honestly um first of all um Lance a lot had happened to me and um, uh, that are kind of different. I don't know, you remember how I, in the book, as you read, uh, mm -hmm. I was my mother's fourth daughter and um, mm -hmm. um, my mother was a nomad. She lived in the desert and my father hailed from that world, but he, mm -hmm. he got an education. And so by the time he met my mom, he was a teacher, both of Arabic and English, right? Mm -hmm. And um, it was here, it was my nomadic desert mother who was only 15, married my father. So she knew in her mind, she was gonna sacrifice one of her daughter to that world, right? Mm -hmm. because it was, she, to her it was like, I am not going to leave my nomadic mother, which is my grandmother, Ayeyo mm -hmm. we call it, alone in the desert with no help. For us, it's a cultural thing. We need to help our elders and, you know, and of mm -hmm. course, daughters, sons were favored and daughters were chosen for help, you know. But mm -hmm. my father held a different view. He actually wanted his daughters to get an education. And yes. he believed if you educate a daughter, you educate the whole world. If you educate a son, you had to kid one person, right? <laughs> so here I am, Lance, uh, born to this world, a very kind of, I don't know, was one of those skinny little girl with big ears. I have my Obama ears, you know, <laughs> with big ears. And, and, you know, always ready to cause trouble, always ready to discover what's going on. Mm -hmm. And perhaps, and then my mom really, there, acrimonious uh, acrimony reached at peaking point when my mother pulled me out of my school and said I am this is the one I chose and so she chose me and she dropped me into the desert so you know Lance I felt it was my duty mm -hmm. to be brave and tell this unusual even within other our Somali culture story of mine who mm -hmm. else is gonna walk you through the world I walk you through when mm -hmm. I was writing. So I really have to be brave. And honestly, Lance, 
with Somalis, I, I don't know if I was even being brave. Like that's me feeling your energy and saying, hey, let's be brave. Let me take, dig that up and, you know, feel it. I think I was just really trying to tell this story of mine and be honest and be authentic and be vulnerable and be mm -hmm. human with you. So, you mm -hmm. so I can take you to this world of mine. No, and I, I appreciate that. I don't, I don't know. I feel like yeah. there, that doesn't even encompass how I feel about it. I appreciate it. I yeah. respect it. I, I, tr I like, res I, I, I have respect. I want to, I want to, I feel like your book, I want a respectful place for it because it's just, yeah. it's so, it's such a treasure. It's such a, thank you so much Lance that's so kind of you no it's so kind of you to like share this story yeah. I reading it and reading the beginning especially about you you living in the the landscape the rough nature the full of nature full of animals full of like yeah. you you I I actually was jealous I was like I wish <laughs> a part of me got to experience nature and I've yeah. talked with people who have experienced nature who've been outside but yeah. this is this felt different this felt like you you champion this as a from a young age you champion this this rough terrain and you oh, became, yeah you, tell me about it <laughs> I mean, you became yeah. you you be, you were like this person of the land like i mean how does it feel one looking back at that time and like do you miss it do you miss the, the being a part of nature like that you know you know when I look back my world, I, mm. I look, I think in pictures and, and things. So to, mm -hmm. for me to write this story, I was literally seen. And of course, my ancestors were with me because I had asked them, I said, do you want me to tell this story, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I knew if they didn't want this story to tell, to be told, they will block it. So the fact that we're here, first of all, talking about my ancestors' land and love mm -hmm. for the land is privilege that they have bestowed upon us, okay? Mm -hmm. So I wanna right. kind of really think, and, and I was gonna tell you, so in this world, you know, I really miss it. I miss, uh, miss it and I miss my grandmother and I miss mm -hmm. people who passed away and I miss my mother. I, I miss even my father. But mm -hmm. the desert was my grandma, the four, four, for my four mothers, right? Mm -hmm. This is, um, you know, I feel like it was me who have to bring this world to life and I miss mm -hmm just looking into the distance and seeing the fast open land and hearing the call of, you know, sometimes, you know, we hear lions and hyenas. I, I, I miss the stories by the fire and this wisdom of my ancestors just soaking to me, like mm -hmm. some, like I've been thrust through my body and I just took in as a child, you know? Mm -hmm. And imagine this, like, Um, just ima uh, imagine this young girl who you know is going around and like sitting around the fire soaking in 
all this knowledge and wisdoms and life skills to her ancestors who my grandfather, uh, um, you know, my great grand uncles will be sitting. I remember one of them used to have scars right here, deep scars, you know, and I'm like, uncle, what happened? You know, and he will be nonchalantly saying this warrior man, I have gotten a fight with a lion. I have gotten, a, I have gotten into a fight with a lion. I mean, can you hear me Lance? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you would be thinking, you're a little girl, I'm a little girl, so I'm thinking, wow, you fought with a lion and you're here with me, you know? And it was nothing to this with my grandmother, you know, she was shooing lions left and right. I come from, you know, so I miss their, the way their life was simple. I miss the, the harmonious relationship between families, my tribe, my people. I miss the way the trains unfold. I miss the way that you can just listen to the nature. I miss going around and opening the bird's eggs and finding what color it is. I miss just having this wild imagination of thinking the earth and the sky meet somewhere in the distance. Yeah. Because no one is, is, is there to stop me from having all that. So I miss my family. I really did not look at it as a bad thing. Now, mind you, the desert is a most hospitable land in one of the earth, right? Like I've been bitten lands by a scorpion. I've been oh bitten God. by a snake, chased by a crazy warhawk. I mean, chased by a camel in heat. You name it, Lance, and mm -hmm. I am here with you. I mean, you are having a conversation. We both are having a conversation in, you know, in California. Like, right. what are the odds that life, I who grew up that far, Lance, far mm -hmm. away land, which, you know, this thing will never be possible, right? You and I, right. me, will never. Yet, my life trajectories took so many crazy paths. For mm -hmm. me to land here and for me mm -hmm. to be here with you, Lance, and having this beautiful conversation, a lovely conversation with you, I am very thankful and I am miss that world very mm -hmm. much. And in fact, one day I hope to visit there. I long there. I long. No, and that, I mean, I feel that in your book and also just like, yeah, the, the, it's crazy how you know, life works like that. Like you just, you don't know what, what tomorrow will bring. Right. Isn't it? Isn't it? Yes. It's, 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 it's fascinating. And I want to know, do you, do you still find ways to find, to be in nature like that, to be a part of, you know, the earth, the same way that you used to be? Do you find those that day that in like your life now? Oh, it's, it's interesting. You ask that because everywhere actually there was an interview that took place not long ago i mm. took a walk with the lady i am mm. often hiking mm. and it's funny i always hike with people and i enjoy it but during the pandemic i end up hiking alone right a mm. lot right and what i actually found was i i i start enjoying lens just having that uh, moment with animals right like wow. yeah. I, like birds will literally windsurf right above me and I will just watch them and they will just come to me and just come say hi to me. I will close my eyes and I will first find one of my favorite tree 
and lay on it. And it's one of those trees that had fallen due to its mm -hmm. weight, <laughs> couldn't bear its weight. It's still alive, yeah. but it's just kind of leaning. It's almost right. on the ground, right? And I will mm -hmm. just lay on it. And the birds often wouldn't know, no, I am there, would not know I'm there. So they will just like fly above me, just above my face. And I'm like, oh. and their wing is stretched, you know. Mm -hmm. um, like, I'm just like, I will watch them. And you know what it is, Lance? Let me mm -hmm. tell you something. When I am there and I am feeling the heat of the sun and I'm, I am walking in that golden long grass of Californian grass, believe it or not, it's such a memory trigger for me. Mm -hmm. And I feel I am one with my ancestors again. Mm -hmm. And that is a moment for us as well. So that's why mm -hmm. I really, really enjoy hiking with people, hiking alone, just talking and being with my ancestors. Often when I'm out there, it just, it triggers me to write a lot. So I'm like all of those, it's like my mind often opens up and I have this ca capacity to write fluidly and beautifully and i'm like where are these english words you were hiding all and now you're coming out and now i don't have a time to write i don't have a pen with me <laughs> stop dumping this beautiful idea so yes i do and i am hiking um you know i'm still one with nature no that i mean even when you talked about how the birds come to come near you and this tree that you found i wonder if you have some sort of like you know, either the birds, these animals recognize that you have like a connection to them or you have, you just see, you see things, you see nature differently than the rest of us. I because do you... see nature different. It's funny. I'm often seeing things that people don't see. Um, mm -hmm. It's um, and when I, if I am distracted, often I am caught off guard, you know? Mm -hmm. And I remember one day, I was walking and I see a mother cow and I mm -hmm. see she had, you know, baby cows over there. Calf, they call, are they called them yeah. calf? calf? Calf, yeah, yeah, yeah. Calf, calf right? Mm -hmm. Right. Anyway, they were walking and they were like, you know, there's a street between the mother and her babies. Of course, we know not to go between a mother and her baby. Yeah. But so I had spotted that but because my friend who had a dog with her was talking to me, um, mm -hmm. I had forgotten already. Like I, I forget that I, I saw a scene that I need to, like I need to be careful not to walk between them, you know, right. or give them yes. time. But I, like I said, I was distracted and, uh, you know, so I walked through. So, I, so we did that and all of a sudden mother charged at us because she was absolutely upset at the dog. And so my mm. friend is like running around and the dog is getting, then I realized the, co the cow is really upset and she's not giving up. And so I was actually running ahead. And then when I realized it wasn't letting go of my friend, I come back and I just turned into a monster in front of the cow and the cow disappeared back. And, and I was like, oh, we made a mistake. But she goes like, how did you do that? I go, well, like animal, like I have to like turn <laughs> crazy on them. Like we know how to communicate. We got each other. She needed that. It's like when I was talking about the baby goats and you're feeding them and all of a sudden, you know, I'm giving them water and they get out of control. I have to bring my mm -hmm. stick, you know, I'm like that. Right. But you had asking me, am I 
you know, do I, do, uh, if, if animals, uh, if I feel animals, if they're talking to I do honestly, and I don't know if some people think this is a crazy idea, but mm. what you really are in tune is what tells you their stories. And I know <laughs> I am seeing that bird that's watching the nest. I am seeing if the birds fall from the tree. I am seeing, um, you know, um, just the way the sky is. I am seeing when the clouds are forming and I see the birds excited. I know a rain is coming. <laughs> so yeah. everything that I learn, I smell the earth. The earth smells mm -hmm. different when it's about to rain, when it's yeah. about to let down on us, mm -hmm. right? right? So yes, I am one with nature, like um, often you know like i just enjoy and that is my form of meditation that is how i center myself by just being with nature i really think two things that help me with life are really meditation which i'm not always good about it but sometimes if i watch a scary movie i will mm -hmm. meditate for 30 minutes because i don't want to have a nightmare also right but also just being with nature and letting your mind free and listening mm -hmm. to the sound of nature, the listener, you know, just go shh in the bushes. Everything tells you stories if you are willing to listen. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. and that's very true. Yeah. And I feel, I want to hear you just talk about nature for, I'm, I'm going to say your next book maybe should be about just your love of nature. It's and just, it really is. I, I, I'm working on, um, so a story, and I don't know if it's fair to bring it up and, and you can edit it if it's not fair, but there's a book called <laughs> a young middle grade called Aruela, Aruela, and it's based on it's a it's about a for middle grade about a young um nomadic girl you, mm -hmm. you know and um she i am she i'm she she this young girl is brave and she's really challenging the gender roles you know she wants to mm -hmm. be a warrior she wants to do all of this thing what i really like about it this book is is the young girl inherited this a queen aroella which was a queen that rose to power um 12th century in Somalia. Mm -hmm. This was powerful queen who was sick of the way men were handling. And so she went to like, all her warrior was men and she get rid of all of the men. Now, I, mm -hmm. well, they say incarcerated or what is the word for it? Um, when you, um, yeah, I can't yeah, remember. Yes. Huh? Yeah, yeah, I think that's close. This, yeah. Anyways, the queen, like she, she just, Castrated, I think is the word, is it? Castrated, yes, 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 Castrated. that's it. Thank you. Yes. She did, she did, uh, she did to us all, all the men, and then she was like the warrior. So what I'm saying is, you will, I guess, see some stories like that where mm -hmm. I will lean into nature more, and that mm -hmm. story really will lead me in nature. And so I'm excited, and you know, it's it's really beautiful. This book has a lot about nature. Mm -hmm. You know, Lens. I don't know if I told you this. Yes, um, I don't know if you were gonna ask or not. Is, you know, um, when I was writing this book, mm -hmm. and I read other no memoir, really, I noticed uh, the Somali woman who had, you know, who wrote about the nomad. No one know about Somali life. Um, no one really, none of them lean into the nomadic life. It was mm. almost like as, 
as if it was like, oh, I've been there and I'm getting running away. You know, it's like, like, I'm like, I read the book and I like it, but I, I really wanted them to lean into the nomadic life because what a beautiful life. life. So when I decided to write my book, I said, this chapter is going to be long. Mm-hmm. And it was a risk, right? But I right. realized if I love it and I love and I am excavating this world for you, this lost archaeology almost, then I'm sure others are feeling feel, yeah. are like me and may want to read stories like this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's a risk, but it, uh, it's something that really I'm glad I follow my intuition on this yeah no i mean it the it feels like it feels like you followed your heart like you followed you followed in your it feels like we were you're talking about your ancestors too it feels like they guided you while you were writing this too there's a lot of oh my god it's i talked about so many times like i remember Mm -hmm. length sitting um we had a an area we had like our old house we used to live there's an mm-hmm. area you can sit and it's just like it's like a nook area and i will mm-hmm. sit there um and i will literally kind of meditate and channel them literally mm-hmm. at times i felt they they come straight straight through uh, through me and just say mm-hmm. this is how you want and i am like typing away typing away and i'm like what the heck is going on this is like speak, talking about inviting these ancestors with you to help you write this story. And they looks like they were drumming. They wanted their stories to be heard, you know? So yeah. I really felt they were with me. They still continue to be with me. And you know, Lance, even when people said, you're not gonna find a, a literary agent, you're not gonna find a publishers. I think my ancestors had no fear of that. They yeah. knew it will all work out work out in that yeah. i mean it's like their ancestors they're guiding you right they're they're there with you they have they, they are, have your back they have your back i love them and i you know i often i am one of those people who meditate whenever i meditate i do invite my ancestors to be with mm-hmm. me and now everybody is different but for me you know that is part of my spirituality you know it's funny i wear nobody can see but i wear something called ardas you know Mm-hmm. And of all places, I found Kardas in Sebastopol, this hippie, hippie town. And this Kardas is um, the one I have is usually, you know, you have a little leather, leather, leather bucket, you know, hanging mm-hmm. from your neck. And they, some people like put herbs, some people they say they put uh, Quran. Uh, but the main thing is to word of bad thing. But I actually find one that has crystal. And what I really do is, it's not more I am one aware of something or anything, but it, for me, I feel it, it reminds me that time of the desert. And for some reason, mm-hmm. wearing something my grandmother used to put it on my neck really feels that she's with me all the time. So maybe I am channeling her energy as well. So it's a way to get close to it. And I'm often touching. And I like the fact that it is a bit different than mine, but it has a crystal on. But crystals are also a good thing. So I am a little bit hippie. Mm. Like the Somalis called me. You are you're a little bit you're a little bit hippie, huh? Aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean it's it's but I think it's beautiful. I think you have like such a a freeness about you too, and just that's a free uh a lightness in your spirit too that I feel like 
I mean, re reading the story, reading this, this, your story here, yeah. I just, I, I could see a person coming out of everything you came out of with a lot of heaviness, with a lot of darkness, with a lot of, mm -hmm. you know, uh, negativity there. But I don't get that from you. And I will, can you, can you talk about like this, you know, all the journeys you went on and, you know, having to like deal with having being forced out of your country coming to a new land a, a foreign place that like isn't yeah. isn't yeah. this and as a person who is from north america know that i know that it's not a place that's easy on people who are who are new here and are looking for you know a place of hope so like how like how did you keep so light and so you know have this beautiful yeah it is really it, it's it's interesting because I often tell that there is there's two tokens right there's a yin and yang so right. I made it but my brother my brilliant brother didn't make it. Mm -hmm. so there is a price to trauma right? right some of us will make it some of us won't and I wanted right. to be honest and be respectful that um, of that and I also wanted to be respectful for all of the people who continue to fight right, right. Um, and I want to tell all those people who are out there like really like just keep going and I'm sending them all my life because really tra trauma is is a problem for uh, many people now mm -hmm. I think you know a lot had happened to me oh my god a lot had happened to me um to my body to me as a woman you know we come from a culture that really from a young age shame us and then just uh, you know you you know about our uh, you know female body you know uh, this is a culture that practices female circumcision right right so, but the shaming and the grooming for it, um, even though I wrote it so beautifully, it starts very early. It starts when that little girl who is two years old opens her leg accidentally and somebody literally brings a lit fire, try to kind of, I'm going to burn it, be a bribe, kind of, you're like, oh, you know. Mm -hmm. And then comes time, you are circumcised and then you are constantly told to be subservient. You're constantly told you are less than of a boy. You know, we come from a culture where girls are, are continuously surfing the boys, right? Mm -hmm. Actually, recently, Lance, there was a young um, a friend of mine was visiting me and she had her uh, niece with her. And this girl is beautiful, amazing girl. And I was talking to her. She was telling me, oh, yeah, I take care of the, the house and blah, blah. And I said, oh, yeah. I said, you have a brother. Yeah, my brother is older than me. He doesn't do anything. I do his laundry for him. I cook for him. I said, how mm -hmm. old is your brother? 17. And how old are you? 16. You are doing his cooking, cleaning and all that. And your family? Like, I thought we left those things back home. But mm -hmm. you see, to be a Somali woman, Lance, it's a mm -hmm. hard knock life. Let's just put it right. Yeah. You really have to be an iron rock to survive. That is the world that I came from and I continue to exist, right? And mm -hmm. then, of course, then, of course, that happened. Then I was thrown into, uh, as you see, female circumcision. I lost my mm -hmm. mom. You know, wars have been, people are trying to rape us as, as women, like the, as a collateral damage. It was mm -hmm. one thing. And then, Lance, just when I thought I didn't, like, that was it, I'm thrown into a border, right? Become, when right. I became a refugee. And not only am I in a border, 
the Kenyans were like, you are not entering our country. And I'm like, I didn't even know borders existed between mm -hmm. African countries. Really, that was news to me. So I'm like, right. oh my God, I am really not. And I'm watching my family bake, getting baked in the sun because mm -hmm. we were just creating this makeshift thing to huddle, you know. And again, you know what? But despite the suffering, at night we will manage to gather and tell stories, have you heard from the book, and talk mm -hmm. about, how, like people will say, oh, did you hear that lion? He's fighting over the kill. Or people will say, you know, oh, somebody lost their bride, whatever, you know. And I'm like, what? Like, and we'll just drink teas and and then. And during the day, day, we are suffering. We're going through this, you know, people, are, kids are dying. People are having, what do you call, lies, you know, mm -hmm. scabies, you name it. You could dysentery. <laughs> yeah. You expect it to survive. And then of course, you know, I get in, I survive and intercan. And then I was again thrown into another, uh, what do you call, um, you know, come to Canada, right? <laughs> I'm like, mm -hmm. oh my God, landed lands in the dead of the winter, right? Oh and I am like seeing escalators and elevators. I'm like, I'm just gonna fly off my feet here, people. Like oh it was lands so exhausting. I was telling a friend mm -hmm. the other day, I said, I remember it felt like I was going to a new job that I, I, I said, I, I felt like I landed in a new planet and I was told, go ahead and survive. Every day I go out and when, when I was in Canada and I come back by the other day, my head felt so heavy lens because I was exhausted. I didn't know how to take um, mm -hmm. elevators and escalators and all of this. Some people knew that's not true for all Somalia. I didn't right. know. And then mm -hmm. like, so I'm nervous and I'm, I'm young. So I'm trying yeah. to be, I'm like 18 or 19. I'm trying to also be cool, <laughs> right? I'm right. Like, what's up, what's up here, you know? Yes, I'm trying to be cool. I'm trying mm -hmm. to that uh, handsome black boy to notice me, Lance, you know? I'm trying yeah. to keep some shit together, but hey, flying <laughs> off my feet is, ain't gonna be funny, Lance, right? So, right. Um, Oh my God. So I'm looking, watching how everybody's crossing. So, and then I have to learn English and I will make a full Allison. And you know, so, uh, you know, and I come to home, I have to run away. It was a lot less. But less, the reason I really survived is because I am always grateful. Mm -hmm. I don't look at my life as a bad thing, but rather I was given a series of challenges and I overcame <laughs> and I'm here thriving. Doesn't mean my life is dandy dandy, whatever you call it, like happy mm -hmm. every day. Hoo -hoo. No, I, you know, I am human. To be human is to experience a spectrum of emotions mm -hmm. and that is okay. But what I really say, I never seek to be happy. Lance. I go, I don't say, I want to be happy. I just want to be contented. Mm -hmm. And that I am often given. I am thankful for that. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean, you just, I don't even know how to say this. It's just, it, 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 up, 
just to like, I'm so in awe of you. I'm so no, just in I'm awe of you. In I am of, so happy we're having this really candid conversation. It really makes me, it really, I was nervous, but I am really, I, I you are letting me to just open my wings and fly. So I love that. <laughs> well, I mean, look at that 18 year old who was afraid of flying, you know, afraid of yeah. flying off into the air. Look at you now, you're, you're soaring. You're soaring. I'm soaring. I actually like, I roller skate, I ski. So often I'm coming down and oh it, like, I'm like a ski nomad people. Come on. Just. <laughs> no, you, I just, I'm so like, what would, what would 18 year old you look, say when, um, could 18 year old you imagine this life that you've made for yourself here now? You know, what's interesting um, uh, that about me and my brother, um, actually mm. when he said is that I was always a very very curious person mm. like I mean extremely like fascinated by everything fascinated like honestly I, I I'm holding myself from switching the conversation around and interviewing you like it's taking all my energy to say hey Les right. what what was your childhood hey Les tell me about your <laughs> hey, what did you do like it's just so me because I I'm just so fascinated by other people and when you are really a curious person it's just the world just slowly inches toward that of a, mm-hmm. just a beautiful person. Uh, mm-hmm. You meet the most amazing people and you're curious about them. So people open your, their heart and mind and their lives to you. People told me things that they would not tell other people. And I don't know often why. And they have great trusted that, that nothing's gonna go crazy. Everything will be fine. So yeah, I feel like, I feel like it's really that gratitudeness. Yeah, that mm-hmm. really. Uh, it's where I am grounded and I have never imagined this life for me like this particular life but I always wanted to have a life better than the one that I live I really just want to be contented I don't I thought I was seeking to be rich more like I just want to live a life that will enable me to do things that I want to do if I want to go vacation hike like I have deep love to visit other people's houses like you know other countries like china mm-hmm. like mongolia i heard there was a nomadic mongolian i really want to see them right yeah. i heard like uh, uh, cyprus i heard about all of these african countries that i have not visited mm-hmm. i just want uh, like life to let me uh, allow me to experience all that so yes and no Yes and no. I didn't mm. think my life will end up exactly as it did. Right. But someone who was curious, I knew my life will end would end up a place that I will be happy among whoever people I am. Did that make sense? Yeah. I don't know. No, that, that no, that makes sense. That makes beautiful yeah. sense. It's like yeah. you 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 were destined for just all so much greatness out of this curiosity and. Yeah. I mean, you, you're, I mean, a journey, you're always journeying throughout your, yeah. in, if read, while reading the story, you see the journey, you see the journey yeah. you've been on. Yeah. And I, it makes I me excited. Gonna, I, I'm sorry to interrupt. I was no, going no, to no, interrupt. something, Lance. You know, my people are very tribal people. This is mm-hmm. probably the first big book that's written that the, the, the writer mm-hmm. did not mention her 
tribal. Like I may sh- mm-hmm. mention some, some clan, but I mm-hmm. uh, um, purposely stayed away from this division, right? Mm-hmm. Because I have so much love for people. But it's funny, uh, Lance, that people will still call me just trying to investigate which clan I am. And mm-hmm. it's kind of, it comes in, and they know I'm an honest, happy person and welcoming. So what they will do is they'll come in out of like story as, because I love stories. So I, I'm curious mm-hmm. about them. So I'll talk to them and slip it in. What tribe are you? And, and, and I was disappointed three days ago because young lady called me and asked me my tribe. First, she said, um, what did she say? She's like, oh, you know, she was, she said, I'm going to tell my tribe. I said, you know, honestly, you don't have to tell me. I said, it's mm-hmm. okay. I don't want to. For some reason, no, 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 I'm going to tell you what it is. I said, oh, okay. She told. And then she caught me off guard and asked me of my tribe. And I remember I was very bothered by it, Lance, because mm-hmm. I, I'm like, what does that mean? And I'm not picking on her, but it, all of them who become so obsessed. The Somali community, I have opened a Facebook for them, and all they were searching is whose tribe is she? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, I am this clan, I'm this clan, I'm the Bantu woman, I'm this one. I'm, uh, all of their, like the clans that they call them inferior, I pick them. I am all that, I said. We have to stop this. I don't mm-hmm. want you to love me because I'm certain clan. And I don't want you to hate me because I'm a certain clan. We right. have to stop this. This mm-hmm. division got to stop. You know, although America right. is division, <laughs> we are at the heart of it. My goodness. Right. You know? Oh God, but, yes. You know, we are at the throne of this mm-hmm. partisan, partisan, partisan. Yeah, let's get yeah. that word right. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, we I mean. It just, how do you see like everything going on with the division now? It is, does it relate to like a lot of what you saw throughout your life? I mean, in Somalia and like- No, it's honestly, um, Somalis are interesting. Like, even though mm-hmm. they want to know your clan or something, I have also experienced that humanness. Like when my brother mm-hmm. was sick, people will come, change his clothes, feed yes. him. I had a guy named Yusuf. I kid you not, Lance, that mm-hmm. man will feed my brother three times. Because my brother was on the street in the end, right? Homeless, mm-hmm. as we are experiencing in America right now. Mm-hmm. I really have a very soft spot for homeless people. I want to mm-hmm. have teas with them and I will do one day. And so my brother, he will feed him three times. Another Somali lady will change him and wash my brother's underwear, change clothes. And every day she'll come back. Another native Indian woman took him as a sister and will just take him and feed him. Oh, you brother, do you see? Mm-hmm. That's my Somali people. We are <laughs> we are the hand that feeds you and the hand that kills you. <laughs> and and, and I, I, it's all right. But American mm-hmm. partisanism, I wouldn't really want to go into this one. All I know is Lance. I suffer last four years. And I hope mm-hmm. it doesn't offend anybody saying, I really hated how much people hated immigrants and refugees. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you know, Lance, it, this may get emotional because I was going out there working as a nurse. Mm-hmm. Lance, 
I will have, you know, I will end up, I had like really, some days I had really bad migraines. I actually mm-hmm. gotten sick badly because I was working so much. So right. here I was, Lance, out there as a nurse, working as a nurse, and I will experiencing some hatred that I knew was a different kind of energy that I did mm-hmm. not used to see in, in my Sonoma County. You know, when the hate comes from the top, it's written right. down to the bottom. And mm-hmm. I am very friendly. I say hi to people all the time. And I think what people did not understand is when Trump or his ally or all these people were picking up women like Ilham, I am Ilham. I am like Ilham. It's like I'm Somali woman. If you hated her, like what does that mean to me? When you're mm-hmm. crossing the borders and talking about all this hatred or they are like rapists, there, I feel it. When you say no, uh, Somalis are shithole. World. Guess who? I am Somali woman. Yeah. I'm a black woman. I'm all this encompasses me. So I really was feeling a lot, and I really working as a nurse. Pandemic loneliness. Ah, we pushed his human spirit to the like we really human suffering to the limit. I really have now, I'm like, people, if you can have a tea with a sister, don't text her, have that damn tea with them, just go and... So you see, it was really hard. And I had all this listening to all this news that was happening. I was listening to this, all of these things anxiously, Lance, as if Mm -hmm. I can, by listening, make the world from going crazy. But then again, Mm -hmm. Lance, let me say something I thought, the best weapon against this is sharing your stories, right? Lance, mm-hmm. if I share my stories with you, with a lot of people, both black and white, green, whatever you call it, humanity, that spectrum of colors, right? Mm-hmm. Then you know what it's like to live in my shoes. You probably, you would experience a little bit of my life and perhaps you will have compassion for me. Perhaps you, mm-hmm. so I believe Lens stories have a way of reminding us our shared humanity. Yes. By the end of the day, Lens, you know, we're human. We love, ch- we have children, we get married, we need food, belonging, shelter, love. All the uh, Muslims hierarchy existed, you know, yeah. starting with food and shelter, right? So, mm-hmm. why are people running away from a border? Because someone like I was chased out imagine mm-hmm. if no one accepted me Lance right what would have happened to me I probably mm-hmm. would have died somewhere in that refugee camp so I am very grateful for America I'm grateful for here I'm really grateful for all that the amazing life I'm given but I also don't want to be selfish when I see someone who is an immigrant who's been through that who's saying no we don't want to deal with them like keep them away I go listen you were given an opportunity why not not? why are we acting like we're not human Um, why do you want to go through their pain for you to experience? I've seen some patient tell me, I deal with a lot of sick patients, Lance. Like mm-hmm. I am what they call an infusion nurse. So often I am giving drugs that are agitating people's immunity and I'm standing mm-hmm. out with an EpiPen to save their life. But mm-hmm. what I'm saying is like, 
you know, I don't want you to, and those patients are very humble and I'm sick. And they really appreciate when I'm so kind to them and so understanding and say, don't worry. Because part of me is I'm a nurse, but I'm also know what it's like to be in pain, what it's like mm -hmm. to be, um, uh, feel vulnerable, mm -hmm. you know? So, um, and, and some people feel, oh, they go, oh, I was really pain in the butt or a Turk or whatever Americans call people. But, but now I feel like, oh, you know, now I have a cancer or I feel for, oh my God, this is, you don't want to be those kind of person. You, hopefully everything we go through is to make us better, right? And that is what it is, right? Uh, right. Bad experience, but, but still like, like, I don't know, I'm still humble. And every day I have to remind myself, yes, I am that young immigrant refugee girl, frightened who end up in the borders of Kenya, begging to let, to, to let, to let her in, you know, to someone mm -hmm. to let me in, to feed me, to clothe me, to humanize me. Yeah. In, wow. <laughs> you, wow. I just, <laughs> again, I'm so, I'm so, I'm amazed by you. I am, I'm amazed. I am in awe of you. Um, oh, you, you. you're just a person yeah. who just. Thank you so much, Lance. You are amazing human being <laughs> as well. And, and I can't wait for our paths to cross and yes. for us to come to a skylight and have a tea together. Yes. It, can uh, we have a tea in there? Is it a place you can have a tea? Probably or not there, but around. Life? Over outside there's places around we will we will we'll we will have a we will have a tea together and we'll have yes, a nice conversation yes, yes. and even just hearing you talk about like this the the, the community the Somalian community it reminds it, it put in me like the reminder that because I the my Jamaican community oh, too yeah, and how, you got it you got it yeah I mean it's just anywhere I go to that's in Jamaican space I feel that I feel family I feel oh, connected yeah. I feel that and oh. I just there's so, so much safe to my brother like i'm telling mm -hmm. you lance like somali community are very very hospitable we are the kind of people it is normal if someone tells you i'm visiting here like they mm -hmm. will automatically either make you stay with them give you food or yes. they'll get you a free place to stay like mm -hmm. i have all the people that have you know that you, that have come through here like mm -hmm. I've done that for them and others have done that for me as well. Excuse me. So, you know, I think mm -hmm. people often forget that. Like sometimes I'm always shocked when people are like, I have to do this for you, for you to do this. No, and I really practiced that. When I was a young mom raising my children, um, there was a lot of funny thing. But I, my children went to like a Waldorf type of school. And what really, really, what I really liked about it is the community. You know, I, once I get my own community, I was really okay with it. And mm. what I really liked about it is this like community just gathering and, and, and so, when someone have to pick up the children, I'll sometimes pick up, uh, uh, you know, three or four children of mm. mine, of, of other people's kids. I'll bring them right. home and I will feed them and I will do all mm. kinds of things for them. I remember one time when one of my friend, her daughter was like vegetarian, but the kids were like begging. I'm like, you know what? Eat this meat, okay? And mm. you're going to be fine. You're anemic, okay? 
So the girl just, uh, you will eat and felt better. Lo and behold, later on, the mother decided not to make her kids vegetarian because of, obviously she saw the things I was observing, the kid was, yeah. you know, whatever. Or maybe she just changed her mind, but I felt mm. it was a little too much for her young eight-year-old, you know. So anyways, mm. I said, unless you're allergic to it, go ahead and eat it, you know, and mm. I can save you. So it was kind of funny, like always like, and you know, I was probably breaking the rule. Like now I, when I cook for people, I have to say, who's the gluten-free, who's the vegetarian? So mm. I am cooking huge dish of meal and, and I will just like make everybody happy. You know, I am one of those people. If one of, of the Somali women is gift, a lot of us are very gifted with this ability to cook for like huge people. I mm. one time cooked for one of my friends who had cancer, breast cancer, and for her 40th birthday, I really did wanted her to feel happy since she was just dealing with so much. And I, I cooked for 65 people three days uh. straight. But you know what? So many of us gather, ate together, mm -hmm. and yes. enjoy ourselves. So yes. I am all about connection community and just huddling with love mm -hmm. yeah yes and no that's the love that's and that's what yeah. you, that's what we all need that love that we, love we forget There's... that and i really lance we forget that and i hope mm. now that i am afraid lance now that pandemics happen mm -hmm. and hopefully we will one day say this is behind us mm -hmm. i just hope that our human social uh, connection is not gonna be all gone, and then that we will just so. stand like we, that. You know how something we that we used to do long time ago is is frowned upon. Maybe mm. one day a friend's going out or having tea or eating from the same bowl will be mm. frowned upon. You know, I'm really lens one of those people. Like still, somebody asked me the other day, what things that still make you that you find in like you cannot quite get used to it and that is if I have a food mm -hmm. if I have a plate of food and a person is sitting there's no way I'm just gonna eat it away I will mm -hmm. always even in this pandemic I go I know it's pandemic time but I haven't touched it and you can take some portion if you want I have to do that and I know mm -hmm. it's it maybe I know some people will probably be happy if it was wind out of it. Don't ask them. And I'm not asking you to give me your food. I'm just saying, like, I don't feel comfortable sitting beside a person. And just I that is where I get the most uncomfortable because I can't just eat that food knowing mm. you don't have <laughs> to eat. Or maybe you do or maybe you don't. It's just right. like I, I don't I don't feel comfortable doing that. So I'm often you see me going like looking around, seeing who I can offer the food. And mm -hmm. it's just weird. I don't know why I'm probably weird with the last. No, I, I, I think that that has a lot to do with your your heart, your yeah. your your amazing heart. Yeah. And I and I just one I loved I love talking to you and I love hearing you talk. You yeah. just is such a great. I feel like you should. I want to hear. I want to hear you like talk to a group of people. I feel like you would be a great like motivational leader and. Speaker. Well, I hope so. Although I can be disastrous at times, I think what helps me is. <laughs> I don't believe you. Because sometimes some conversations can start naturally, and honestly, if all of them can go as well as I, we are doing. Oh, 
then we'll be good. But I am so really, um, I'll be honest, I think, you know, it's one thing to write a book, you know, and it's one thing mm -hmm. to get it out there. And I'm like, there's another thing to be out and, and people watching me. I'm like, oh my God, my eyes are going to cross. I'm just going to probably like do crazy thing. And my bra is going to fly into the other. God knows what's going to happen. <laughs> I'm just, I'm always this crazy scenarios, you know, oh, desert woman is now falling apart. Yes, yes. <laughs> No, listen, I can't believe it because after this conversation, I just believe you're one of the best conversationalists. So I'm going to believe I have the faith for you. I, that you will be I, Lance, listen, I'm going to be saying, Lance, remind me who I was. <laughs> I, anytime. You tell me anytime and I will. I'm like, no. Lance, uh, somebody invited me. I think they look like a big shot or something. I'm so nervous. Remind me of those days. No, I will. I will be that person to be like, no, you got this. You, you got it. What did Obama this. say? You, we can do it. What did we he can say? Do you it. can. We can. You, yeah. Yes, we, we can. can. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. And yes, yeah. we can. No, I, I'm heartbroken to say that I. We have to wrap it up because That's this is quite been such a okay. good. I am. Um, I'm gonna really miss this. I can't believe this is coming to an end, Lance. I know, me too. Was so you were so comfortable. You just did it like honestly. I did not even feel I was interviewing a friend. Mm. When I said, "You're always very good at when you feel like just you're having a tea with a friend. Yes. You do very well with that." I go. I don't know about that today, but today, <laughs> honestly, no. Lance. Wow, this was like sitting in the desert. You know, mm -hmm. after it rained you know a good season which you know now with the yeah. rainy season and mm. it's just you and i just sitting there by the fire we're just drinking our tea and just having yes. conversations about our ancestors and about mm -hmm. lives that have lived before us yeah this mm -hmm. was beautiful and i beautiful. am so thankful for you for skylight and just you being this amazing human being who you know who can welcome another being into your space, yeah. Oh my God, and you just, you were so welcoming and you were so inviting to do your story. And your st I just thank you again for writing this book, oh. for writing this beautiful book that I can't wait to see like how many people just connect with it and just love it. Yeah. And it, it just, I just, I'm so excited for you. I'm so and excited am, for you. I want to tell you, Len, thank you for being my village too. You know, you are my village. You're getting this book out there. That is, I feel it in my heart, Lens. And I want to really tell you, thank you so much for that too. God, thank you. And you're in the book comes out next week right well for well when when the podcast comes out it'll already be out but for during the recording it'll be next week when the book is released right august the third yeah august the 3rd. i can it's gonna be a binge me moment yeah august is the 3rd. it you yeah. must be i mean can, well one i just i can't i'm excited to see it when it comes out because i know it'll be a big hit but also yeah just... you get to listen to lance if you read them the thing you mm. have to hear the audio it's done oh, by this amazing yes. kenyan woman who i'm like wow what a force <laughs> i'm like girl like she is gifted you know <laughs> you know i'm like they actually knew that i'm like i really want this to be done by you 
know, uh, African, black people, somebody who can mm. carry this energy. And what a woman, what an amazing being. They, I think if, if you have, if you read the book, I think you should get the audio too. I'm just telling you, Lance. You are, you are, um, you sold me. I'm sold. Our <laughs> listeners, <laughs> listeners, go on Libro.fm right now and download this audio book and listen to this because that was a sell. That was a good sell. You yeah, sold us up. I'm telling you, the Aurea is just as amazing as the book. And I know a lot of my friends were saying, the book's amazing, but the mm. Aurea is also amazing. Don't <laughs> underestimate that. And thank you. You know, thank you so much for Skylight. Wow, you guys no, are doing you. amazing work. Oh my God. No, thank you for your amazing work. It's, I always tell people the books can exist without the booksellers and the booksellers can't exist without the books. Absolutely. We we are a kind of a village. We're a tribe. You know, we are. Oh, you know, I, I love that. We are a village. We are as people who love books, a village of, we are are a village of storytellers. I like to say. Village of storytellers. I will be saying that from now on. Yeah. Village of storytellers. Well, oh my gosh, thank you so much again for this. Thank you. Thank you for this. Uh, Listeners, go buy The Last Nomad, Coming of Age in the Somali Desert right now. It's on, while listening to this, it's on sale right now at Skylight Books on display. Go grab yourself a copy. Go grab go grab your friend a copy too. Grab us, grab copies of this to give out. And I just can't wait to see how much people will love this for you. Shukri, oh. I can't wait. I can't wait till your story Thank gets you. to Thank you. You are my biggest champion. <laughs> yeah. And I gladly, I wear that gladly. I, yeah. oh my God. Well, thank you again. And thank you to all the beautiful listeners out there who are, who came today to listen to this and, yeah. you know, who come back every week and even the new listeners, thank you for discovering this and checking it out and giving your time yeah, to I us. am a member now after listening to you guys broadcast. I listen a couple of it. I, I mean, I'm thinking you guys have like variety of, of amazing authors. I was like, wow. I'm, right. I mean, I'm really and honored that you even chose me to admit your beautiful list. And thank we, you so much. Absolutely not. We are the honored ones. I want you to know we are honored. Uh, we, we're Somalis. We're going to fight you on this. <laughs> really. You Let's, know what? Come on. We're going to fight them. The Jamaicans will fight back. In the, uh... Oh, I forget that part of shit. So, sorry. No, no. Say all the shit you want to say. Um, if you're an adult, you better get used to some um, some swearing. You know, my husband, always, <laughs> my, my wife used to be perfect, always talking. For some reason, after writing the book and working as a nurse and all of this, I see her now already swearing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's We all changed. We, you know, we all changed. In and my swearing is years. like, you're full of shit. Or if, but the kids are lying to me. <laughs> it's like, it's like. <laughs> you know, Let's if you have a teenager, I swear to God, Lance, you're gonna at some point end up like walking on your head. Like those people I was talking about, like, listen, like, oh my God, I'm gonna go to prison. You're gonna make me do some crazy thing. Oh my God. Well, I just thank you, thank, Lance. Thank you again. Thank you to the listeners. And you have a great, beautiful day. Go experience some nature, go outside and experience some nature thank you so so much no problem have a good day to all my listeners goodbye
Thank you for listening to the Skylight Books podcast series. Please don't forget to visit our website at skylightbooks.com and make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast for more author talks and bookseller conversations. You can find us on Podbean, iTunes, and Spotify. Stay safe and healthy, and we hope to see you back in our store soon.